It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show for this Wednesday. Hump day, midpoint of the week. We'll be on the uh, downhill run of the week coming up before too long. And thank you for joining us today. We got a lot coming up on the show today. Uh, a lot to get to. We're going to take another look at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees, which came out yesterday. We talked about the nominees. Now today, everybody's talking about the snubs. And uh, the biggest one is Motley Crue. And I say it's the biggest one because they had unofficial fan voting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees, and Motley Crue had led. So they took a look at the unofficial fan voting and said, well, it's unofficial for a reason. We're not even going to nominate Motley Crue. But Judas Priest was nominated which is kind of a big deal uh, for me. I have trouble accepting a, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where Janet Jackson is in it, but Judas Priest isn't. So, uh, Good morning. Uh, let's go around the room and uh, share what we're working on uh, today. Joanna, how about entertainment news? What do you got on the way as far as entertainment goes today? The cast of The Matrix is heating up. Neil Patrick Harris has joined it, and not much known is about known about it yet, except that Keanu Reeves and Kirion Moss are both returning. Oh, they are? They are, yeah. News broke yesterday that Jada Pinkett Smith is in talks to return. What was Jada Pinkett Smith? She was in the second and third ones. She played a character named Niobe. And she was the love interest of... Neo? Uh, no. No. Dang. Oh, my God. Morpheus? Morpheus. Oh, my oh, God. I yeah. can't remember okay. his name. <laughs> well, that one dude. I was about to go, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you Jada Pickett-Smith was in The Matrix and you didn't remember? I didn't remember. I remember Professor Cornell West had a cameo, though. Who's that? He's a... Uh, I think Cornell West is a, a professor at Yale or Harvard. Not mm-hmm. Cornell, though, which would have been fitting, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right, uh, we got that on the way. How about sports, Brandon? Uh, we got a team in the World Series, the Washington Nationals. And it looks like all they had to do was get rid of Bryce Harper. Well, they I thought they didn't get rid of Bryce. What happened with Bryce well, Harper? They didn't get they rid of him. He, he had an injury, a, no. right? No, no, I don't follow. Uh, I don't follow baseball. <laughs> Clearly anymore. not. No, no. He remember he was a free agent last year, oh, and okay. he left to go to Philadelphia. And kind of poetic justice at the end of the regular season, it was the Nationals that kind of ousted the Phillies from any playoff contention. And then since then, man, the Nationals have been hot. They swept the Cardinals last night, uh, advancing to the World Series. The Astros got a win, so they're up two games to one in the ALCS. But tonight. We might not get game four. Uh, why is that? Weather. Mm. They're anticipating a lot of rain hitting New York today. Oh, okay. Enough to enough to rain out the game. Yeah, huh? it's, it's supposed to start raining in the afternoon time, and it's not going to stop until Thursday. And if that happens, they'll postpone the game, and then they'll most likely play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously, if those final two games are needed. So they'll be playing four straight days in a row for the ALCS. I guess that would mean no Treehouse of Terror on uh, on Simpsons this weekend if that happened. I don't think the game's on Fox. I think it's on FS1. Okay. I think. 
And uh, Lisa, you want to take a look at news for us uh, before we get started today? I mean, we're started technically. (laughs) You know what I mean. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, Well, we have the no rest for the Democratic presidential candidates. They were at the debate in the key battleground state of Ohio last night. Former President, Vice President Joe Biden, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and California Senator Kamala Harris. They will all be attending campaign events in Iowa today. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar will start a two-day swing in New Hampshire before making her own trip down to Iowa this weekend and looking back at the Democratic debate, the fourth one that's been hosted the stage had a record 12 candidates battling it out over a series of key issues including for the first time the impeachment inquiry into President Donald Trump Another notable development saw the focus of shots and attacks shifting away from Joe Biden and more on Senator Elizabeth Warren, who surely, uh, which is surely in response to her mounting support in recent national polls. Well, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't watch the debate last night. I I had to go to bed early, uh, but I did read about it and see some clips this morning. And from uh, what I can gather is that Elizabeth Warren definitely took some incoming last night um beto didn't have a great night he didn't nobody had a terrible night like nobody just imploded uh bernie sanders for a guy who had a heart attack a week and a half ago looked strong i mean relatively speaking i mean it's a it's almost an 80 year old man who had a heart attack a week and a half ago but uh he looked good Let's see. Uh, Mayor Pete is kind of positioning himself as the moderate in comparison to some of the more far left uh, candidates. And uh, Joe Biden had to answer some questions about whether it's appropriate for the son of a vice president to have a an insanely high paying job with a company that does business in a country that that vice president has uh, kind of like direct hands on uh, dealings with. So, uh, and then they asked a question about, hey, what do you think about Ellen hanging out with George Bush? And a lot of the candidates tweeted since the end of the debate and this morning, yeah, now one question about climate change, but they wanted to know. Tell us about your friendships. Yeah. Who's your crappiest friend? And defended. (laughs) I guess was the question. Uh, So that was all in the uh, debate last night. Joe Pete is back today, and uh, he's working the phones over there. Uh, Joanna gets to stay in here in the studio with us. So we've got a lot coming up on the show, including the great Nostradamus on the way. Today is Boss's Day. And uh, I don't know if anybody, I'm sure, like, places where you have... Uh, I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Do we do a Boss's Day thing? I'll bet you the kiss asses do. Probably. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't even have to tell you who the kiss asses are. <laughs> you know, the ones who respond to a reply all. Reply all. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, I got a uh, few interesting stories here coming up in uh, today. And sound clips on the way. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary added a bunch of words. It seems like uh, we have a story like this about once a month. Some dictionary added a bunch of words, and everybody, you know, takes a look at it and goes, I can't believe the language is changing, despite the fact that the language has always changed. Mm -hmm. So it is okay to chillax. (laughs) 
according to Is the that Oxford. A word that That's that? one of the ones that went into the Oxford nice. English Dictionary. Um, the case of the uh, police officer who shot a woman in her own home mm-hmm. in Fort Worth has taken another uh, twist, although I don't know how much of a twist it is. It says that the woman uh, had a gun in her hand, her nephew that she was playing video games with. According to the nephew, she got a gun out of her purse to go to the window to see what the commotion was. Now, that being said, she had a license, a concealed carry license. Uh-huh. I'm just curious to find out, is also, the NRA going to step up and in defend her in her home? There was a racket and, uh, there, uh, you know, the people who are upset at the police are still upset at the police saying, listen... A homeowner who has a concealed carry license has a right to go to their own window when they hear a commotion going on outside to see what it is. Well, and you know who did defend her too? I don't know. The police chief, Ed okay. Krause, who he's still apologizing for the shooting. He said that it makes sense she would have a gun if she felt threatened at that moment. Isn't that well, kind of the point of having a gun? Yeah, because he once again the officer went through a back door that he wasn't that was locked that they weren't supposed to go through. That he was probable cause. No announcement that he was a police officer. She was in her home. She, she was inside of her house at the time. So the the police chief said, yeah, it makes sense that she would pull this a gun out. This is Texas. Out. Of course it makes sense. Well, you know, when I first read that, I thought, oh, she pulled a gun on a cop. But then I stopped and thought, well, she didn't know it was a cop. Mm-hmm. And uh, isn't that the reason people say they have guns for home protection? Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily that you're going to shoot somebody, but you're going to be prepared if somebody's breaking into your house and wants right. to hurt you. So she didn't do anything that I don't think most of the members of the NRA cite as their reason for keeping a gun mm-hmm. in their home. But I, for some reason, and I just can't put my finger on it, I don't think the NRA is going to rally to this woman's side. I don't know what that reason could be. Buzz is that meme where it's the guy just throwing open the chair to sit outside that's Buzz outside the NRA waiting for them to defend her. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting away. Uh, they could surprise me, I guess, but for some reason I get this sneaking suspicion. Inkling. I have an inkling that they're not going <laughs> to run to this woman's uh, defense in this case. All right, if you weren't aware, there's this free speech debate going uh, going on uh, centered around the NBA because Houston Rockets executive uh, tweeted a pro-Hong Kong, pro-democracy message, like stand with Hong Kong. Well, the Chinese government didn't like it because they are a horribly, horribly repressive regime. Well, LeBron spoke yesterday. Um, He's starting to retract a little bit. Is he good? Yeah, my bad. It doesn't come off as genuine, though. Uh, so what did what did LeBron have to say? So he said, and this this was in regards directly to what Daryl Morey had tweeted out. Uh, LeBron James said, "quote I think we all sit back and uh, I think when we all sit back and learn from the situation that happened, understand that what you could tweet or could say could affect people. We all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech, but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen when you're not thinking about others and you're only thinking about yourself. We should have freedom of speech, but we shouldn't always use it if it's going to cost me LeBron James money. Oh, don't worry. It gets, it gets even worse here. I don't want to get into a word or sentence feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand and he spoke and so many people could have been harmed not only financially, but physically. 
emotionally, spiritually. But so, mainly financially. Uh-huh. Ma- <laughs> A.K.A. me. People, mainly LeBron James, could be affected. <laughs> uh-huh. Again, me. me, mostly in the form of Chinese money. So just be careful <laughs> what we tweet and what we say and what we do. Even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes with that, too. Unquote. Yeah. A lot of negative. Like you yeah. in my pocket. No money in me. It's too bad that defending democracy around the world has downsides or have possible negative ramifications and financial for, re- for, for LeBron James. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Ooh, isn't that music scary? It just gives me the chills. I don't like it that much. To talk about boobs? There we go. No. Uh... The question is, what horror movie franchise has the most nudity, according to Mr. Skin? Not counting witchcraft. Yeah, which, which was, was straight-to-video franchise. I guess there were 16 of the movies, and it was pretty much just softcore porn. So um, It's also considered the longest-running interconnected horror franchise, which seems odd. I guess, just because there have been so many of them, I'd probably say, like... Maybe uh, Friday the 13th. It always seems... For sure. Is that it? Did I get it? Number one. All right. So there's 12 movies in the Friday the 13th franchise. 39 nude scenes in that entire franchise. Yeah. You catch a little boob, a little little rear nudity. Mm -hmm. Maybe a flash of uh, some foliage. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm... Good job. I'm thrilled. Um, Halloween. I mean, there have been a ton of Halloween and... Is that the second one? Number seven Mm. on the list. Mm. But Halloween, 13 total movies in that franchise, 13 nude scenes. So you're going about one for one right there. Mm -hmm. I don't remember there being a lot of nudity in Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe there was some, but like in the first one is the one I'm mainly thinking of. I don't think, you know, because they were so young. Right. I don't think there was a ton of nudity. Do you want to throw it out there? Just see if it's in the top ten. Though there were a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. Number nine mm-hmm. on the list. There's been nine movies, only eight nude scenes. What would be? Number Let me think of some movies that I've seen before that are horror movies that I know have a lot of nudity. Okay. All right. I'm just spitballing here. Okay. All right. Uh, the XX Exorcist. Nope. Okay. Um, Friday of the Thirteenth. Inches. No. Jeez. <laughs> Night Great of the title. Night of the Living Head. No. Buzz. All right. How about Hung Frankenstein? No. I feel like all right. these all have. How about Buffy the Vampire Layer? Is it in there? <laughs> I think these movies, unfortunately, I don't think they were part of a massive franchise. So, despite the fact you're getting about ninety percent nudity on yeah. these, it's not as many total nude scenes. How about Children of the Cornhole. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sick, Buzz. Just a bunch of people playing cornhole in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> naked. The rock. <laughs> uh, human centipede. Uh, no, did not make the list. Weird. Um, There's a lot of really known, well-known franchises on here, though, that you guys are missing. Really? Hellraiser? Oh. Okay. Hellraiser's number two. Really? Ten movies in the Hellraiser franchise, 24 total nude Oh, scenes. right, because before they'd get ripped to pieces, like, usually they were naked. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Yeah. We'll tear your soul, soul apart. apart. 
Nice. Other franchises. The Howling franchise? No, the Howling did not make the list. Leprechaun. No. Oh, Leprechaun's again. There was That's a- where Jennifer Aniston pretty much got her start, by the way. With her original nose. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. There was a lot of nudity in a... But there was only one movie that I know of uh-huh. called Cat People. There was a movie called Cat People. Oh, yeah. That had a lot of nudity in it. Is it about Joanna? No, it's... Yeah. Uh, that's cat people do- not on the list. You don't want to be naked around cats. Looks though. like they're doing no. a sequel. Claw, claw you. <laughs> Looks like they're Dude. doing a sequel with Taylor Swift, though. Mm. Oh, that's <laughs> cats. My bad. <laughs> don't forget Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. Come on, throw... Th- Why can't I think of well-known horror franchises? There are one, two, three... At least four on here that are franchises that you Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Could, no, I, mean, no, I don't think there's nudity the in that. I don't think there was because yeah. Jessica Biel was in it. And I well, wondered. that was the remake. <laughs> you know, there was a Texas no, Chainsaw Massacre before Jessica Biel did. But I don't right? think that they had nudity. In I don't that think one. they had nudity. There's no nudity. Uh, in those. American Psycho. Um, American. The well, there the was Rob Zombie House of a Thousand Corpses did thing. not make the list. No, House of Wax. I'm not not recalling a lot of nudity in that one because, you know. They show weird scenes of nudity, I think. uh, In in the House of Thousand Corpses and stuff? Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. No, I don't think they have I don't think there was nudity. I know what you did last summer. 13 Ghosts. No. no. 13 Ghosts. There was a lot of boobage in that 13 Ghosts remake, though, with Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. The Uh, cut up lady. Evil Dead? No. Okay. No? I don't know. I'm just. I'm, I can't. I don't want to think that I, there I, was I, any I, in Child's Play. There's Tremors. Like a werewolf movie. No? There's <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. What is the werewolf movie? The Howling? Is it The Howling? Yeah, American, but I don't think American there were that werewolf many. Werewolf in London. American go. Werewolf in Paris. Nope, not on the list. Uh, what else there's had a movie, lot of- Do you want me to give you like, the, there's one movie franchise I don't think you guys are going to cl- come close to getting. Okay. There's a franchise called Silent Night, Deadly Night. We can get that one out of that. That was number six on the list. There was, was there six movies of- in that franchise, 14 total nude scenes. Everything else you guys have heard of. It's uh-huh. Silent but Night, I'm not, Deadly Night. But I don't know if you guys would- I think we're we're getting. What about up the here. final destinations? Did they have any nudity in no, those? No, there was no really no nudity in the Not final really, destinations. Just in that one scene where the chicks die in the tanning machine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> boobs. I don't know. I'm I got tapped we're, we're out, out here. Out. Give th- me a hint. Um, Maybe I'll get it. Let me see here. Number three, I believe um, Eliza Dushku was in one. The wrong turn ones. Oh, um, all right. That is correct. There were seven movies in that franchise. There were seven what? movies? Oh, was Jennifer oh. Lopez in A, was a Wrong Turn? Wrong or Turn, was that... U-Turn, Left no, Turn. Yeah, wrong what, Turn. Yeah, Lisa just said a U-Turn, I think. What yeah, U-Turn's the one with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> not, a, not a horror movie, by the way. <laughs> U-Turn wasn't a horror movie? I don't think so. Maybe I'm co- just totally confusing it with Wrong Turn. I think you are. Uh, <laughs> number four, um, it had Ving Rhames in it. Um, Adam Scott, Dawn of the Chris- Dead, and Christopher Lloyd. Duh. What? God, being not, it's a franchise. Not uh-huh. Dawn of the Dead. Nope. Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Piranha. 
Oh my God! I see. I don't. Oh, the piranhas I don't, do have that, a lot, a lot of, of nudity. nudity. In mm-hmm. fact, they had porn stars in Piranha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wasn't that like Piranha 3D or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the one that had Ving Rhames and Christopher Lloyd. And so there was five movies in that franchise. Remember, they had a scene where Jerry scenes. O'Connell. Oh, gets yeah, eaten by and his dong floats by oh, like in right. 3D. And then the Jerry O'Connell's dong just comes <laughs> floating right in front of your face, just inches Dreams in front do of your come nose. True. Dreams There's do Jerry true. O'Connell dong. <laughs> it is possible. Number five, uh, Joanna. Think Eli Roth. The Hostel movies? Hostel movies. Oh, oh right. Oh, that oh, was basically yeah. softcore porn. And so there was. Oh, only- that's how stupid am I? How about? So there was only three movies in that Saw? franchise. Fourteen total nude scenes for Hostel Saw, not on the list. No, I don't think Saw, Saw would have had many nudity. nudity. I think this last one might might stump you guys a bit because there's twenty three movies in this one Ooh. franchise, but I don't think you would relate this to being a franchise. How many movies? Twenty three. Think Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. No. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, uh, Blade. Nope. There was no nudity in Blade. I didn't think there was. <laughs> it was a Marvel movie. Uh, I could have sworn Ryan Deacon Frost got naked in like the first one a little what? bit. Ryan. I mean, he got topless, I think. <laughs> Ryan Deacon Reynolds was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch the movie. But no. I don't think there's Ryan Reynolds, who's in a remake. Oh, oh, oh. Amityville Horror? Amityville oh. is correct. 23. What? I swear. Oh. No, those must have been directed. I think they had, they like had to have been a lot of them were, I think, oh, there, was, video. there was a lot that were directed video. You had the originals that was a theatrical release, and then they had Amityville 3D, which came out in 1983. But then there was a lot of directed video stuff, but I'm looked at. I, Looked it up. There is a ton of Amityville movies. 23, nine total nude scenes. All right, and you're sure Buffy the Vampire Layers not in there? <laughs> it is not. But okay. according to Mr. Skin, horror movies have less nudity than drama, comedy, crime, and action. You know how you kind of relate nudity to horror movies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't because all of those other genres have more nudity. Yeah, as soon as does. somebody gets nude, they get killed right away. So <laughs> That's like the first rule. Yeah. You know, uh, so this year, uh, the, as part of a trend that has continued, sexy costumes oh, are yeah. a big deal. And there, you know how there's a pop-up Halloween store? Mm-hmm. In some cities, they even have pop-up sexy Halloween stores where everything's just sexy for adults. And in some of the bigger cities, like New York, San Francisco, they got pop-up sexy costumes for pets. Oh. Yeah, listen to this. You already have your slutty costume. Look at you. You look like a whore. But what about your dog or cat or bird? You always get them a costume. Why not make it slutty? That's hot. Come to Fido's Secret. For the biggest selection of slutty petware that you know of, Fido's Secret has dog and cat lingerie for sexier animals. What? Plus, we have fake legs for your dog to hump or whatever. You can dress your bird like a slutty pirate parrot. Ask about the golden shower fish. Trash panda. And vibrating dog bones. What? We didn't say they were all good costumes. So let your animals be animals. But, you know, slutty. Fido's Secret. Located right next to Fido's furry costumes. For you, you weirdo. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Do you ever watch the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies? Nah. I think they're really interesting because sometimes... 
people will get up that you never considered. Oh, that that guy's a wild man, like the trombone player from Chicago, and they get up and give this insane speech that's all about drugs and rock and roll and sex and stuff. And then some of it just it's interesting to see what they're going to bring when they come there. So this year, trust me, it's fun to watch. Uh, Nine of the nominated acts have been nominated for the first time. Those include Soundgarden, Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Doobie Brothers, Motorhead, The Notorious B.I.G., T-Rex, Thin Lizzy, and Whitney Houston were nominated for the first time. Yeah, Whitney. All of them have been eligible before except for Notorious B.I.G. This is his first year of eligibility. Uh, here are some of the other acts that first became eligible this year, even though they didn't get uh, nominated. So Biggie got nominated over these bands who were also eligible for the first time. Oasis, hmm. Weezer, Wilco, Marilyn Manson, Korn, uh, Daft Punk. No. No. But those uh, other bit, Weezer, Corn, come on, really? We're not gonna, we're not gonna toss them in. I'm a big Wilco fan. I mean, they yeah. don't necessarily have to get in on that first time, but put them on the damn ballot. Some other Over Whitney Houston. <laughs> some other first times that were not nominated. They could have been for the first time. So I think the deal uh-huh. is twenty years after your first, twenty five, twenty five years after your first release. Bush, Jimmy Eat World. They should uh, oh, combine wow. those two bands and have Jimmy Eat Bush. <laughs> be a good super group. <laughs> Get a load of this one. At the drive-in. Ooh. What? That's right. We had a uh, founding member of At the Drive-In in, uh, here in the show on Jim's Friday. Jim's like, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, hey, Jim, you're eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What are your feelings? Yeah, just come... Uh, just come eat at my restaurant. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, what else? Perhaps the biggest snub, Papa Roach, could have been nominated this year, oh but God, we're not. Eligible? Really? I feel old. Some other nineties, I mean, yeah. Some other nineties acts that became eligible: Brian Setzer Orchestra. So think about that. For 25 years, Brian Setzer's been doing that. Brian Setzer Orchestra, which is a freak phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That is, those are great. Record. I would love to see them live. The Wu Tang Clan. Ooh. Thank you, Lisa. Sister Hazel. Wait a minute. How is Papa Roach eligible? I don't know. I'm just reading the it's list. It's only been 22. So their Infest was obviously their biggest album, but their first album, Old Friends from Young Years, came out in 97. It says here to be eligible, you have to have a single or album released in 1994. Or earlier. So maybe they had a single. I don't know. Uh, well, it says they, I mean, they technically formed in 93. Maybe they sold the mixtape in a garage. Some of the yeah, other you bands. Uh, you give those out. Some of the other <laughs> bands nominated that I don't think we mentioned Depeche Mode, Judas Priest, About Time, Kraftwerk, MC5, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails. And Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. 
Shaka Khan. You can't say it once. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. The uh, biggest snub is Motley Crue, who were actually winning an unofficial fan vote that's being held at the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. So they had a fan vote, and Motley Crue was ahead. They didn't even score a nomination. Other bands that... Uh, tell me which ones are just an out-and-out crying shame. Ozzy Osbourne. He w- he's in with Black Sabbath, but not as a solo but artist. But hasn't he said he doesn't care? Yeah. And do you think a lot of them do this, especially when it comes to Motley Crue? Why are you having a fan vote out there if you're not even going to put them on the ballot when they're winning this fan vote? I think they probably they figured out some way to monetize it. I, guess. I think they intentionally leave bands off so that we talk about it. Yeah, we're more likely to talk about it because oh, we're going to put Whitney Houston in before Motley Crue. Yeah, maybe Scorpions aren't in there. Iron Maiden. Is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Slayer's not in. Bad Company isn't in. Steppenwolf? Uh, I think uh, it, they don't have them on the list. I don't know if Steppenwolf is in or not. I'm not. I'm looking at it. Rage Against the Machine, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, I'm just trying to pick out something. All the big grunge acts are, right? You got Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Sound... Uh, Sound no, because Soundgarden was just Sound nominated Garden's this just year. just nominated. I'm mm-hmm. not sure this about is their... that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This uh, feels like it's becoming a regular feature. Uh, dictionary comes out and says we've added a bunch of like hipster words to the dictionary. Or like pop pop culture words. Uh, the Oxford English Dictionary is the most recent one. So I thought I'd, you know, it is kind of fun to go through the words and uh, mm-hmm. see if we all know what those words are already. Uh, Brandon, Buzz, is it okay <laughs> for a for a non-black person to sing the N word if they're singing a rap song? Um, like if they're just it doesn't have to be karaoke. Is is it okay? Well, thankfully, I do know the answer to this because they covered this on Scrubs. Okay. The answer is no. <laughs> well, Gina Rodriguez must not have watched Scrubs because she posted a video of herself singing along to a Fuji's song called Ready or Not. And uh, she posted I'm gonna it. i find you and me. You. Well, there's there's the, the there's a very inflammatory <laughs> word in there. I forgot the word. <laughs> she got she got roasted for it. Uh huh. And the thing wasn't even up there very long, but by that time, people oh, grabbed it and reposted it. Doesn't it doesn't have to be up there that right. long. <laughs> so she apologized, again, and then she it. got criticized. She got roasted again because a lot of people felt like her apology wasn't sincere. She said she was just being silly, singing a uh-huh. Fuji song, and then her apology that a lot of people Yikes. said was worse than no apology because it seemed so insincere. I thought I could hear her eyes rolling. Me. She was giving Where that apology. Where is this bad word? I hear a lot of because I mean, she's Puerto Rican, and I hear a lot of Hispanic people still use it as if it's not a big deal. Cubans. 
Puerto Rican. Well, a lot of Cubans are also of African descent. A lot of Puerto Ricans are also of African descent. I don't. Well, think I've heard that Gina argument, Rodriguez but that thinks mm-hmm. she's Puerto Rican. I've heard that but argument she may before not be too. Of because African descent. I mean, I said some of them are. Right. Not all Jennifer of them. Lopez in a song with Ja Rule. I remember back in like the early two thousands, got in trouble for saying that. It's murder. And I'm real. Are you L? She is spelling out rule. I mean, in in retrospect, (laughs) I think that she did a song with Ja Rule is the most embarrassing (laughs) thing about it. But here's what I I do. I think how long it took us to realize she was spelling out rule. (laughs) Right? (laughs) If I'm going to sing along to Easy E and I'm singing uh, Boys in the Hood. And you white. It is very easy to replace an objectionable word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have mirrors in my house. I know that I'm white. So here's what I'll the do. Hell you say? I'll go. <laughs> yeah. Went out. Went outside. Damn near went blind. Young homies on the oh, path. Oh, that is a good up, word to use. I believe up. the actual radio is the Young Brothers. Well, there you go. Well, Buzz I'm, is doing I'm his just, little Buzz remix. I'm just saying you can. Where you is this word in these lyrics? God, there's a lot of words. Uh, the song. lyric is. Oh, I see it. She's singing it bad. Yeah, she, that's not even singing it, girl. The the lyric is the objectionable uh-huh. word. Give me heebie-jeebies. It's fronting homies. Give me heebie-jeebies. Okay, well that must be the the clean edit, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. Because I am not of African descent. Look. So I'm not going to say it. You can make all kinds of argument. Well, why is it okay? It's, you're, if if you're not black, you're better off just to Why would she choose that one part of the song? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was said she was singing along to it. So it must have been that. Yeah, that, but there's, there's so, so many other more parts. More song. Yeah. yeah. She could have even gone to the next line. So while you're imitating Al Capone, I'll be Nina Simone and defecating on your microphone. I really like that. That's great. What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I kick around drinking moonshine. Yeah. We should start a new segment where we just read raps. Mm -hmm. We'll read Fuji's lyrics, I I think. The lyrics in my face. The Oxford English Dictionary just added a bunch of new words uh, to their dictionary, which I guess validates them, right? If if you use a Mm -hmm. word... And your teacher says, that's not a real word. You can go to the Oxford Dictionary. May say, I direct you to the Oxford, Oxford Dictionary? English Dictionary? You're welcome. I think when I was a kid, some dictionary included ain't. Mm-hmm. We were always taught ain't. Ain't a word. Ain't a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same thing. They actually, right. this was long before the internet, the, the actual dictionary came out and it had ain't, and we were like, well, guess what? Ain't is a word, bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, here are some of the words that have been added. All right. Nomophobia? Like yeah. you're scared of gnomes? That's, um, <laughs> if it had a G you... in front of it, um, that's what it would be. That's... Um... Nomophobia. The phone. Your phone. You're, you're scared of Kevin Hart? You, you can't be without your cell phone or something. Oh, very good. Nomophobia. Anxiety oh. about not having access to a mobile phone. And it's supposed to be mobile. Let me tell you. They I've say got mobile a, instead of cell phone. I've got a 13 Across and a 15-year-old. It's like watching a heroin addict go through <laughs> Have you withdrawals. ever tried to take it away from oh, them? My. They, it's you know like what? they're dying. No, they turn into that one scene in Lord of the Rings where old uh, Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> <laughs> where he turns into like a little feral rat. <laughs> Precious. 
I mean, us, we just kind of get antsy. Like, okay, oh, yeah. is someone <laughs> writing us? Is something happening? And like, is there you emergency? hear that? Droop. Oh, Dude, I had that somebody moment. Loves me. I had that moment this morning when I got into work. I forgot. I, like sometimes, if I'm listening, like listening to something through my phone in the car, I'll put it in the cup holder. And when I got in, I, I checked my pockets. Phone's not there, and you get that mm-hmm. kind of brief panic moment. <laughs> Your heart sinks a little. Yeah, you're like, oh god! But then my brain remembers, like, oh well, you were listening to a podcast on the way, and so clearly it's got to be in your car. Oh you th- yeah. And you think, like, oh man, I left it at home. I gotta go. Have all you ever the gotten back. out of your car and you can't find your keys, but you know that you must have your keys because <laughs> no. you're driving <laughs> your car? No. <laughs> yeah. I've got a thing. You push your button as long as the keys are on you, the car oh, will start. Right, right, right. So I'll get oh, out, and for a brief you. second, my car's. I, it's like, all right, I drove here. <gasps> I don't have my keys, but I must have my keys because I drove here. So yes, here's I, a story of Buzz. When we were driving from South by Southwest and Buzz lost his keys in the back of the Durango. <laughs> and so we thought we left him at the gas station. So there's all of us on the side of the road looking for the keys. Were they in his back pocket? No, they were in the back of the car. Oh. <laughs> he got something <laughs> out of the back of it. Dude, you're really bad with your keys. Right. He's really bad with everything. Remember, he lost his teeth. You, you oh, got a tile good. on your I never found right him either. <laughs> I never found those teeth. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of me losing my teeth. All right, here's another word. Tooth fairy. <laughs> what? 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 What evs? Oh, oh, whatevs. Oh, I think we know what that is. It's an interjection used what typically. To you. That's what I mainly say to Buzz. In response to a question or statement to, hey, it's just the shorter version of whatever. Whatevs. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. getting cheese fries. It's a whole syllable less. So you're saving a syllable by saying whatevs. But you sound cool. What? I'm chilling I'm chilling and relaxing at the same time. To calm down chilling and relax. And- Chillax. Uh, some other words uh, included are promposal, a noun, an invitation to be someone's date to a school prom, especially one which is elaborately staged, filmed, and put on social media. Word. Fake news. Nice. Noun. News that conveys or incorporates false, fabricated, or deliberately misleading information, or is accused of doing so. My rule of thumb, if Donald Trump calls it fake news, it's definitely worth checking out. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna fact check that real quick. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I didn't doubt that until I heard Donald Trump, or I didn't believe that until I heard Donald Trump call it fake news, and now I think it deserves a second look. The Oxford English Dictionary also included five Star Wars terms. Lightsaber. Oh, this would be fun. Uh, Lisa, you know what a lightsaber is? Yeah, it's that purple thing that Samuel L. Jackson yep. has. How about Jedi? <laughs> it's the mm. thing that Buzz the dude in white. $400. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying it's the dude in white? Yeah, like I, that Ewan one. McGregor dude is one of them. And then that. Is he a Jedi? Isn't he like a Jedi? Like Yoda's a Jedi dude. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give you that one. Yeah, they're like the good ones. Okay. Padawan. Um, it's a type of mat you sit on during Is yoga. that like um, <laughs> a Jedi apprentice? Yes, very Woo! good. Oh, I got it. And you know why? <laughs> do you know why the button. <laughs> do you know why it's called a Padawan? Why? Because when you do a good job, you Padawan on the shoulder. See? Mm-hmm. How about... <laughs> Force. 
Mm. Well, that's what you do every time you try and open the doors at the grocery store. You pretend you have that and that you are poor pushing the door open. And no. then something on the other she's side. Right. Good, good. She's right, man. Every time you go to a store that has an automatic door, you go like this with your hand to prove that you're opening it with the force. <laughs> now, force is what the Fort Worth Police Department uses excessive amounts Ooh. of. Too wow. soon. Way to take it dark. Man. Yeah. That's yeah, the dark side. Happy Halloween. All right. And uh, Jedi mind trick. Oh. Um, what you think you're doing all the time to yeah. us. You incept an idea. No. You, I did it's not. not the drudge you're looking for. It's not yeah. Me. It's like when you lie. You can but go about his business. You it's, can go uh, about your along. business. Yeah. Move along. Like when Trump calls stuff fake news, that's kind of a Jedi mind trick, but by the worst Jedi. Now ever. do it like in the voice of you're doing a Jedi. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't the these aren't the whistleblowers you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I can go about my presidential business. All right. It was the greatest phone conversation ever. <laughs> it was perfect. perfect. Yeah. It was a perfect, perfect. phone call. <laughs> Jedi mind trick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm a Sith, obviously. Uh, All right, let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's let's get a little recap of the Democratic debate. Last night, 12 Democratic candidates uh, participated, so we got to see some, not new faces, but some of the people got up there that Uh, had not made some of the previous debates. Like, I don't think Tulsi Gabbard was in one of the recent ones. And I think Tom Steyer. No, Tom Steyer, this is his first appearance. Uh, Tom Steyer had made Do you think there's just too many people up there? I I feel like, one, they don't... Well, you remember in 2016, all the Republicans? Remember that stage with all the Republicans up there? There Yeah, but that's what I mean. Trump like mocking uh, everyone of just going down the list like who's the first? It was Rand Paul. It was Rand Paul. I don't even know why he's on the stage. (laughs) Oh, Trump was just like a loser. Me with Tom Steyer. I don't know why he's on the stage. He was like an insult (laughs) comic. You know, just going down all these Republicans like like, razzing all of them. It was pretty entertaining. I remember thinking at the time, it's like this is entertaining, but of course, there's no way this guy's going to win. Yeah. How do you um, feel now? Horrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a summary uh, about the Democrats talk about economics. Uh, most most of the candidates agreed that income inequality needs to be dealt with. And most many of them agreed that the way to do that is raise taxes on the wealthy to help close the income uh, gap. Tom Steyer, who we mentioned, it, it's his first debate is a wealthy hedge fund manager. Uh, He agreed with Bernie Sanders uh, about inequality. Uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar summed up the Democrats' positions. Not even the billionaire up here wants to protect billionaires. Um, Bernie Sanders said there should be no billionaires. Automation, Andrew Yang. I got to tell you, I'm really... I'm really intrigued by a lot of the stuff that Andy Yang has to say. Um, he, I, I, t- I'm not I, saying I didn't that, take him seriously at first, and I as a candidate, I but he is slowly moving up in my in my mind. 
Andrew Yang and Senator Elizabeth Warren clashed over the origins of the loss of manufacturing jobs. Yang, who wants to implement a universal basic income of $1,000 a month, which means everybody gets $1,000 a month from the government, uh, he blamed automation as the primary cause of lost manufacturing jobs. Uh, while Warren took aim at greedy corporations. I feel like Andrew Yang is a lot more right on this. I mean, the jobs that get lost because a corporation moves over to China or moves its operations somewhere else, that's a factor, but automation is a much bigger factor. Right as in on the political spectrum or right as in he's correct? Correct. I think that he's right, that automation Mm, is puts a lot more people out of work than jobs going Mm -hmm. offshore. Like our jobs. Hey, how about that weather? Hey, hey, how about that weather out there? Well, <laughs> hot dog, we have a wiener. Whoa, that was the caller from hell. <laughs> That's the uh, DJ3000. Yeah. We've already been told that if we get any more complaints on Facebook, we're going to be replaced with the DJ3000. <laughs> so tread lightly, <laughs> folks on Facebook. <laughs> <I was> just- <laughs> we're just going to get flooded with people now. I mean, views are already up on the over on the Facebook stream, but now it's just going to get flooded with people with complaints. My favorite, though, was the one yesterday. He goes, oh, I thought I unfollowed this stupid show. Why are you commenting, then, bro? Welcome back. Nice yeah. to see you. Welcome back, <laughs> 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 You're like, Joanna, where is your button? I left it over there. Joe, get on the button. Joe, find the button that looks like this. Nope, that's, that's the fake news <laughs> button. Joe, you got a lot of learning to do, son. He's it doing his like best. He's doing his best, man. Uh, my takeaway is that Democrats, uh, most of them on stage, very comfortable portraying big business and and the very wealthy as... No, that's Christmas. That's Christmas. <laughs> Joe, it looks like this. I'm showing it to you. There you go. The Democratic candidates are really comfortable portraying corporations, big business, and and the wealthy as the villains, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I don't think, I think it's a lot more gray and nuanced uh, than that. Or at least you got some clips that are going to kind of summarize what the different candidates brought to the stage last night yeah so there was a lot of audio to go through so we went ahead and just said we'll go ahead and give just here is mayor pete Buttigieg uh in the debate we take a version of medicare we let you access it if you want to and if you prefer to stay on your private plan you can do that too that is what most americans want that the flag on my shoulder represented a country known to keep its word and our allies knew it and our enemies thank you mayor you take that away you are taking away what makes america america it makes our troops and the world a much more dangerous place Everyone on this stage recognizes, or at least I thought we did, that the problem is not other Democrats who don't agree with your particular idea of how to handle this. The problem is the National Rifle Association and their enablers in Congress. I think Pete Buttigieg might be staking out the moderate territory Mm -hmm. because I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of Trump voters who are not. They might have voted for Trump, but they don't think he's great. And they'd be willing to vote for somebody else, but they don't want to vote for somebody who's, ex- you know, extremely on the left side. You know, people mm-hmm. who talk about uh, confiscating guns yeah. or people who talk about 
different left wing item. I think there are a lot of people that might be looking for somebody who's an alternative to Donald Trump without being on the on the far left spectrum. And I think maybe Pete Buttigieg is is running toward that ground. Yeah, possibly. Uh, here is Bernie Sanders during the debate, debate discussing Medicare. Under the Medicare for all bill that I wrote, premiums are gone. Co-payments are gone. Deductibles are gone. All out-of-pocket expenses are gone. Andrew Yang also talked about, a lot of people talked about a wealth tax, and he offered an alternate to that. We should look at what Germany, France, Denmark, and Sweden still have, which is a value-added tax. If we give the American people a tiny slice of every Amazon sale, every Google search, every robot truck mile, every Facebook ad, we can generate hundreds of billions of dollars and then put it into our hands because we know best how to use it. I just imagine all of those companies are the Dave Chappelle with the crown on holding his money. Like, (gasps) no, you don't get any of our sales. Amy Klobuchar also discussed how President Trump turned his back on our allies. Think about our allies in Europe when he pulls out of the Iranian agreement and leaves them holding the bag and gives the power to China and Russia. Thank you, sir. Think about the nuclear agreement with Russia that he precipitously pulled out of. This is part of a pattern. My God, thank you. That means be quiet. (laughs) Uh, let's look at uh here is kamala harris uh giving various points during the debate when i get elected and pass this bill which will give the american family who makes less than a hundred thousand dollars a year a tax credit of up to six thousand dollars a year that they can take home at up to five hundred dollars a month that's going to make a real difference in that man's life this is a crisis of donald trump's making and it is on a long list of crises of Donald Trump's making, and that's why do gotta go, and when I am commander-in-chief, we will stop this madness. Women have been given the responsibility to perpetuate the human species. Our bodies were created to do that. It is her body, it is her right, it is her decision. Dude gotta go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is her uh, favorite line. I Joe- mean, if there's, if there's one thing that all the candidates agree on, or on the Democrats, is the dude got to go. (laughs) Here's former Vice President Joe Biden in the debate. Turkey is the real problem here. And I would be having a real lockdown conversation with Erdogan and letting him know that he's going to pay a heavy price for what he has done. I'm the only one in the stage that's gotten anything really big done from the Violence Against Women Act to making sure that we passed the Affordable Care Act to be in a position where we, in fact, took almost a $90 billion act that kept us from going into a depression. Speaking of Joe Biden, uh, he also discussed a little bit of his son, Hunter Biden, and the Ukraine issue. I did my job. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. No one has indicated I have. We've always kept everything separate. Even when my son was the attorney general of the state of Delaware, we never discussed anything. So there'd be no potential conflict. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I carried out the policy of the United States government in rooting out corruption in Ukraine. One of the most talked about uh, moments was the final question of the evening when Anderson Cooper asked the candidates this. Time for one more question that we would like all of you to weigh in on. Last week, Ellen DeGeneres was criticized after she and former President George W. Bush were seen laughing together at a football game. Ellen defended their friendship, saying we're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay, that we're all different. So in that spirit, we'd like you to tell us about a friendship that you've had that would surprise us 
what impacts it's had on you and your beliefs. Secretary Castro, let's begin with you. Uh, so the question is, who's the friend you're most embarrassed to have and why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think even that question, you know, it's not like George W. Bush is a huge. It's not like any member of the Bush family yeah. uh, is a big fan of Donald Trump. George W. Bush is as far away from being lined up with Donald Trump as Ellen DeGeneres is from being lined up with George W. Bush. I don't think it's like, oh, well, Trump, Bush is... A, no. His- she didn't sit with David Duke. <laughs> She's <laughs> not going to do it. Uh, George H.W. Bush voted, we believe, for Hillary. He never said before he passed away, but Barbara said that she wrote in Jeb's name. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them voted for Trump. I wouldn't be surprised if former President George W. Bush didn't vote for Trump. So the whole thing of, hey, here's Ellen, and she's with Bush, you know, can't we all come together? I I think it's apples and oranges here. And they didn't ask a single question about global warming, but... Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have an after buzz today, we but are. there's some, something new you need to know about the after buzz. It's not on YouTube anymore. We've moved it. We're oh. doing the live one on Facebook. Uh, we have found that for the most part, it's just easier to reach people that way. So we go live on Facebook at 1030 Mountain Time, 1130 Central Time. It does get uploaded to YouTube after the fact, though. So if you like going over to YouTube to watch it later, don't worry. You can still do that. But the actual live after buzz is going to be on the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. And today we're talking about Jack Earl. Tallest man in the world. Nice. We met his nephew, came in and talked about Jack Earl. So Jack Earl was born in the early 1900s, and uh, he was billed as seven foot six inches. No. He was billed at eight eight foot foot six six and a half inches. inches. Right. He was billed at eight foot six and a half inches. This was a common thing if you had somebody who was very tall. Uh, Some of the, I was trying to look up like how tall actually was Jack Earl. And they said, well, you know, well over seven, you know, seven and a half. They might have added a foot to his height, but he was super tall. But that's the thing is every place that I looked still had him listed at eight feet six. The only place that had him listed at seven foot six was the Wikipedia entry for world's tallest man. Yeah. But everything else I found had him listed uh, taller. So Jack Earl, let's let's say he was. You know, between seven, seven, five, and eight, five. You know, in that category, it doesn't sound like he. A lot of people that are that tall suffer from, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, congenital conditions oh, yeah, that make a lot it hard of, for a lot of out. health problems when you're because right. because some of them are crippled, some of them have to have le- you know, well, you're generally, limbs amputated. There's a lot of health problems that come with being eight foot tall. Well, instance. you're generally suffering from like gigantism um, yeah. when when you are that tall. That's the reason you're that tall, which comes with a lot of health problems. But apparently, Jack Earl was an avid golfer. He had these super long clubs that were made so he could golf. He appeared in movies. He did cowboy tricks. He'd always wear a pig. 10-gallon hat to make him look even taller and cowboy boots, you know. Uh, But he lived in El Paso, went to UTEP. Uh, If somebody was around in the 40s and 50s, I'm I'm sure if you walked into, you know, Rose's Cantina and and Jack Earl was sitting there, you would would definitely notice him. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, that's a good topic. How about uh, 
our podcast. People should get on the podcast if they haven't already. Podcast. We have the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. It's available on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. We upload the show. It's condensed down to anywhere from an hour to two hours long. And uh, you can find it up there. Make sure that you're subscribing to it, rating it, and reviewing it. All right. Uh, do you know who the country artist Gretchen Wilson is? I know the name. Yeah. Well, I used to work if, for a country station. If your answer is no, I'm not sure who Gretchen Wilson is, then that's exactly what the employee at the hotel said when they kicked her out. <laughs> <laughs> Best story ever. Gretchen Wilson got kicked out of a hotel in Las Cruces. She was in Las Cruces, New Mexico, I guess, performing at a thing, and she got kicked out, I assume, for being too much of a redneck woman. Uh, Lisa, that's about all I know about the story. So she was performing at the Las Cruces Country Music Festival, and she tweeted out, was a guest in Las Cruces, New Mexico yesterday. Had a blast with the people there. However, you should all band together to put Hotel Encanto out of business. Had to wait two hours for breakfast. Then they sent police to kick me out in the middle of the night for no reason. I complied home early. There is a 911 call that was attained by ABC7 and an employee said she did not comply with the hotel rules. In the 911 audio, they said we went up there multiple times in the past half hour. So then I went up there and she said that she was a celebrity, but I forgot her name. Apparently Gretchen something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Gretchen Wieners, but I did watch Mean Girls recently, so I might be screwed up. You can't sit here. Well, does it say what what the issue was? Like, why they went up to speak to her? And, I mean, and she's saying that her breakfast was two hours late, but it sounds like there's more going on in all this. Uh, yeah. Do, do you have the 911 call? Um, I believe we could get... All right. Well, get it for later. I just want to find out what's going on. Yeah. But she's saying people should boycott or get together uh, against the hotel. Uh, I'm just kind of wondering what was going on. The manager told the dispatcher at the 911 that she wasn't playing music. She was just being super loud in her room. The employee said her words were, I paid for the room. I could care less what people think. Who are these people that want to sleep in a hotel? The employee said, even though she's a celebrity, she still has to be treated as every other guest. Ooh. Uh. Is that how you talked to Clint Eastwood when he was there? <laughs> so she took the breakfast to go? <laughs> right. Well, where did she end up crashing? I guess she left. She must have just left the city then. Mm. All right. Get on the bus. So that sucks just mostly for her driver then, for the tour bus. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we went through the haunted house. For mm-hmm. our listeners uh, in the El Paso market and Las Cruces, for that matter, the haunted house is really good this year. It's That's a, pretty like cool. a scary carnival theme. Takes about 25 minutes, you said? <sighs> it took a while, we, yeah. We were going through pretty lost? fast. I'm going to have the video up later today. I think Buzz and Nico were running a little. <laughs> Nico sweat more. And it wasn't like it was hot in there. Nico had more sweat on him <laughs> yeah. than a marathon runner by the time oh. we were done. I mean, you know how he looks kind of clammy and uncomfortable all the time? <laughs> yeah. Multiply that by 100. And that was Nico. He was really uh, scared. So I've, I've been in the haunted house before going mm-hmm. through, but I've also been in as like one of the scarers, like I'll go oh, yeah? in the skies and just jump out and scare people. Nice. It's really interesting 
the different mix of people you got. You got some people there that are are there to be scared, and then you got some people. I swear, they pay their money mm-hmm. to prove to some, maybe themselves, none of this is going to scare me. Mm-hmm. Here's my money. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna scare no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering. You know, you you wouldn't pay that money to go to a concert and say, watch. I'm, I'm going to go gonna, not have fun. I'm not going to enjoy a single song. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't pay to go to Disneyland and say, I'm going to go in Disneyland just to prove to all of you that I don't ride a single ride while I'm in there. I could see Buzz doing that, That's though. Buzz. <laughs> I'm going to God, Disneyland. just find the shade. We just, what I do. We find him in that area for make your own lightsaber. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he won't leave. Here's something that some places of business are doing more and more and that is giving some employees the option to work four days a week Hmm. 10 hours a day the four-day work week is becoming a serious trend according to a new study 27 percent of companies now offer their employees the option of working four days for 10 hours instead of five days for eight hours Hmm. so you're still working 40 hours but you get a three-day weekend, or maybe you come back and work Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off. You always have right. a day off in the middle of the week, I guess, however you want to do it. Uh, and a couple of reasons, like some companies say they're doing it because it uh, contributes positively to the environment. If people don't come in, if people come in four days instead of five, that's one less day right. of commuting. And some people like having a three, I mean, I love having a three-day weekend. Would you consider doing something like that? Yeah. You're not locking yourself into anything here. I don't think they'll let us do it. But. <laughs> we can't even get holidays. No, I, I would definitely <laughs> say yes to that. A lot of places, what I've seen what they're doing lately is they're doing a work from home day. So instead of doing only four days a week for an extended hours, they'll say, hey, you know what? Four days you come down to the office and then one day, the day of your choosing, you can stay home. Uh, my sister does that with her job. So she has it set up that every Thursday she stays home from work and she works from home. So she's still doing work. It's just she doesn't have to go into the office. And it just it helps out just in general, especially if you have things you need to do around the house, like the cable guys coming in or the maintenance person's coming to fix something. You're home and you're working from home and you can set schedule those appointments for that day. So I, I think it's great. I think in an eight-hour day, a lot of people easily fritter away two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's really a six-hour day. So if you went to a 10-hour day, you could still slack off for at least two hours, and it would be an eight-hour day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Checking your Facebook. Yeah. Doing crossword puzzles. Doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Netflixing and chilling by yourself, hopefully. In the office? I, I don't mean, I mean chilling. I know. You know what I mean. Yeah, so I think I could easily, if I can uh, goof off for two hours, I think I could easily goof off for four hours and then get an extra day off. It sounds like a good deal to me. All right. We'll see if we can get our company to go for that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Lisa's uh, brought to our attention some stuff going on uh, locally. We mentioned... Uh, country singer Gretchen Wilson was kicked out of uh, Las Cruces Hotel. Um, did we ever find out exactly what she was doing? 
I think just making noise. She said the hotel treated her wrong. Mm-hmm. The hotel said... Uh, Gretchen who? Well, right. They said <laughs> Gretchen who? Gretchen Wilson, I think her biggest hit was Redneck Woman. Um, But she says it took them two hours to get her breakfast and that they kicked her out for no reason. I... Uh, they called 911, so the cops showed up to get her to leave the uh, hotel. All right, what else is happening on the local side of things, Lisa? Um, which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> Good answer. Uh, the, no, I want to get to ahead of time. No, I want to get to all of these. I'm just deciding which one to go for. City Council discusses the future of the Walmart memorial not building anything else but the makeshift memorial that's grown up like what are they going to do yeah this is the memorial between the back of walmart and the hooters in that parking lot and that little street because it's gotten pretty pretty extensive it's gotten extensive and also it's uh, there's a cleanup to it because you and have nobody wants to throw out uh somebody's heartfelt tribute to people who lost their lives but uh, what are they discussing? Right like now, when it's going to be done, or right now, a lot this, of flowers there, a lot of teddy bears and things like that. Right now, the city representative Henry River, the Zaragoza Rotary Club, and community volunteers have been coming out every Friday morning to help clean and keep up the makeshift memorial, which you are always more than welcome to help out with. Uh, they want volunteers to come out and help. They are trying to don't take anything, I guess. No, right? it's, unless no. they tell you to. No, Representative Rivera is uh, proposing a measure to direct the city manager to work with Sierra Vista and Simon Properties and the Sierra Vista Walmart for plans uh, of what to do with that makeshift memorial. It is uh, an item for the city council's agenda. This measure would give priority to the victims' families and surviving victims of the shooting and to employees of the Walmart, to any of the items the community has placed at the memorial first. So family members would be able to go and pick up things if they wanted to keep anything from there. The spokesperson for Walmart, remember, they are reopening on November 6th. Many of the workers were reassigned to other Walmart locations in the area. Walmart says they will return to the Sierra Vista location to prepare the store for reopening. Um, the streetcar. Eventually, people are going to have to start paying to ride the streetcar, right? It's the only way to <laughs> make this thing financially when. viable. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, so this streetcar has been free now since May, I want to say. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Almost since, since inception. Yeah, well, when basically. they first yeah. when they first started, it was free, mm-hmm. you know? And then, and then, then they, they started like, charging a like little bit. Months. They did. And then I think they did like a holiday thing where they were like, you, you can, can go to Winterfest yes. for free. So you can get used to riding the streetcar. And then I think from January, the end of January, whenever Winterfest so ended. What's happening is they're trying to encourage more people to use it by making it free. Right. But free. When they went ahead and charged, then they realized, oh, no, nobody's riding Nobody's going to pay. So they made the it free car. again. Right. Over now the they've summer. extended the freeness of the streetcar. Yes, they extended it out. If only in the streetcar was hassle free. <laughs> <laughs> they extended it out in September and October, and this was they're doing uh, currently is the donations. So this is you can donate to the El Paso Strong Memorial and 
ride the streetcar, but then they said at the end of this month, there's a new streetcar schedule. It's going to be Sunday through Wednesday, 10 a.m. to midnight, and Thursday and through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. Streetcar car fares will continue to be waived throughout October and into 2020, they say. Um, this is to try and get more people, I guess, to ride it. They say riders will be able to enjoy the streetcar rides to the holiday festivities in downtown El Paso. And they say operating hours are reviewed regularly to ensure that they meet the rider demands and support activities along the five mile. What would you speculate are the reasons that I guess people aren't willing to pay to ride the streetcar? It's slow. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's slow. It's slow. It stops. Also, too, who's going to go downtown? There's like uh, just the parking like spots you don't know how to park at. <laughs> That's what the, maybe that's what their plan is. They unloaded the new Park Nine One Five app for people like Buzz. But now, <laughs> okay, so he either has to get this app or he has say to ride I was going to catch the streetcar around uh, Cincinnati. You know, mm-hmm. when it goes up by Cincinnati or by the university. Say I catch the streetcar. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still going to have to park someplace. Exactly. We Unless you live where Lisa does. For Lisa, yeah, maybe you walk over, you catch the streetcar because you you live within walking distance. Do what I do. You, I do. Park at Lisa's house. <laughs> <laughs> she does. So, But for most people, let's say you, you are going to go downtown, you're going to take the streetcar, you would have to park. There's not... There's not a lot of free parking. You could park mm-hmm. in the Don Haskins Center, but at that point, why don't you just park downtown where you're going to be? And you're going to be paying. You're going to be paying you're either be paying way. You're going to be paying either way. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, I think that's a lot of people's problem with this is you want me to pay for parking at the the Sun, uh, the Glory Road Transit Center, which is that giant parking garage. So I'm paying for parking there, but then I still have to get on the streetcar, take the streetcar downtown, and then walk to my destination when I could just go downtown. And park, park closer to the de- destination. And then I can leave. And I, I think that's... I a- think they overestimated how much this novelty mode of transportation was going to be seriously used by people. How long does the streetcar like ride like the circuit i've yeah. only been on it once and like that's how late does it stay one Til- uh, now. But only these on the- thursday, thursday through thursday, saturday, saturday. Yeah. these are the new hours so these hours oh, are going to be 10 a.m to midnight sunday through wednesday thursday through saturday 10 a.m to 1 a.m uh it passes right in front of my bar my let's make a bar. video on the streetcar but i'm yeah. not out of my bar by one you know what would help put a bar in the streetcar yeah I'd be down with that. I'd be. The streetcar hasn't been okay derailed by a stray baseball again, has it? <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, I think the games are over now. So. Yeah. Well, well, and that's part uh, of the, no. I thought that was <laughs> a joke recently. story <laughs> until you heard it was real. Is it true that the, yeah. it got knocked off the rail because there was a baseball from Cohen Stadium laying on the Not rail? Cohen. Not Cohen. Um, uh, Southwest. What? Okay, Southwest University. Fine. Yeah, the ballpark. That did happen. And the problem is, too, is that this has happened not as much recently, but there's been problems where there's been an accident on Oregon or Stanton, something like that, and the streetcar is just stuck there because of the accident They because there's no way to go around it. It's on the rails. And How the, often does that happen? When it first opened, a lot. That was happening a lot. But now it seems to have calmed down. Another thing is, is I forgot who was on the streetcar, but someone was riding it, and there was a large, like a Hummer, 
that was parked to the side on Stanton Street so the streetcar couldn't get through. And it had to just sit there because they couldn't go. Until any- someone moved it? Yeah, I forgot what how they ended up moving it, but they, they couldn't continue going. Now, let's say you went down to, uh, you know, experience some uh, nightlife mm-hmm. and you left at a minute after 12 o'clock. Well, now all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, crap, now my car is two miles away and the streetcar's not running anymore. I'll have to call an Uber. You have to pay again. I live here at Epic now. So. It, and it makes you, th- it makes <laughs> you think, here. it makes you think, oh, I should just drive downtown and find some parking. Just bought some parking. And that's, Here's what I'll say in favor of the, the streetcar. I live close to it and from, I would just rather get an Uber and have it drive me directly from point A to point B. Yeah. And also because I know the time it's going to take. Yeah. With the streetcar, they say it runs every 15 to 20 minutes. It'll mm. stop. Yeah, exactly. Until there's, a, until there's a Hummer in the way. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine at one our midnight jo- drunk Joanna trying to wait for that streetcar? She's like, I'm out of here. Where is it? <laughs> This thing you know, doesn't get here soon. I'm going to fall over. When they started putting the wheels in motion to get in the streetcar, it was before there were rideshare. Like, that didn't mm-hmm. really exist, at least not in yeah. El Paso. It might have existed in some... I, I'd never heard of it, but that's a whole new thing. It's like, well, yeah. people could ride this little trolley. Nobody knew that we were going to have this whole revolution where people call on an app, a car's right around the corner, comes, picks them up, takes them right where they want to go. Yeah. I'll say this in favor of the streetcar. It, I mean, it looks cool. It looks retro, you know, but I don't think it's ever going to be more than just a novelty. It's not something people rely on. Thank God. I think that they did the right thing over the summer when they were having a lot of activities and events inside of the streetcar. I think that really got a lot of people who don't use it to try it out for the specific events they were having. Hey, James, we got uh, James calling in on the toll free studio line. Hi, good morning. Hey, James, what's going on? Well, I heard you talking about the streetcar, and I and I remember when I wrote it, um, there was like a couple of incidences when we, when I wrote it. Uh, one of them was a police officer decides to stop someone and give them a ticket right on the rails there in downtown. So we literally had to wait and wait until he finished doing his his ticket to that person. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going in front of the hospital, and then Sun Metro decides to. Um, um, lower the lift and to take the people out of the wheelchair right there. I think it's Providence or I don't know which one it was. Well, anyway, so the Sun Metro bus, the lift got stuck and they couldn't lower it. So, he, of course, the streetcar can't go around it. So we literally had to be waiting for, um, I guess, Sun Metro to come and fix the lift or something like that. And then was this was both of these happen on the same trip? Yes. It, oh, what a, would they let you off if you're like I give up? Just let me out a walk. Would they have let yeah, you well, off? Well, the thing is, um, I was like, well, okay, well, you know, let me just give it a try. Let's see. And so I just waited and waited, you know. And then going through downtown, um, I was talking to the the I guess I don't know the uh, streetcar driver, mm-hmm. and he was telling me. Uh, the people are literally trying to beat the streetcar to try to cross in front of them in downtown. <laughs> and then, of course, cars are getting in front of them, you know. And, of course, when that happened, one of the times he, he wasn't able to cross on the lights because a car just drove up in front of him. Mm-hmm. So we literally, you know, you're literally stop, 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 stop through the whole downtown area. So it wasn't really a fun experience, you know. 
<laughs> it doesn't, sound, it doesn't like sound like a fun experience. They should keep James. the glide no. scooters in the back just in case that happens so they can release them. Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, James. Appreciate the call. Thank you, James. I mean, that is, he's right. That's kind of what you hear is that a lot of people take it and and that and that should say something that people have to take it when they have time. They go, just in case. I have no set plans for tonight. Let's try the streetcar. I got plenty of time. Things could go totally sideways, but I'm okay. (laughs) I'm taking the streetcar. On Thursdays, they have uh, the last Thursday's art crawl, and they'll sometimes put like a band in there so you could ambiently wait with the band. Exactly. And that's what I mean that. They do events inside of the street. <laughs> but they have mariachis that have done have gone in there before. They also do story time on the streetcar. You imagine me drunk on that streetcar like that? They read Moby Dick. Yeah. See, I think that what? that's a cool idea. <laughs> I'm all drunk. Well, you'd have- Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing that streetcar takes so long to get anywhere. You'd have time to read Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the if the streetcar worked the way that it was supposed to, you'd only have time to read Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for your Wednesday is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I guess Bill O'Reilly, who you remember left Fox News amid uh, sexual harassment settlements and further allegations, tweeted out, he basically called Beto a liar for saying that he met a woman who has to work three jobs because she has a disabled daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Beto... Uh, put the picture up goes no here she is here's her name and here's what's uh, going on and then everybody just uh, lit into Bill O'Reilly in, in some pretty funny ways yeah I, I, I think his said. actual statement was better because Bill wrote Beto says he met a woman working four jobs and raising a special needs child I don't believe him sorry so Beto responded with this is her her name is Gina. Her daughter's name is Summer. The problem with our economy is she has to live in her car while a disgraced TV host like you makes millions. Oh, burn. Oh, snap. Face. But then a lot of uh, people on Twitter, I guess Bill O'Reilly got up because when he went back to sit down at Twitter, like a lot of people had made comments. And there's a lot of reference to $32 million, which I, I guess was his buyout when he had to leave Fox oh, okay. or was that the amount they paid to his uh, to his victim of sexual harassment oh, right. somebody uh, wrote and this is about and Beto included the picture of the woman who's working the three jobs and the special needs uh, daughter uh, Lady Ogaga replied to Bill O'Reilly maybe you have an extra 32 million to help her out yeah, he settled his uh, <laughs> harassment claim for $32 million. Oh, oh so he okay. paid to the woman right. who accused him of sexually harassing her. Uh, yeah. Julianne posted, she has four more jobs than you do, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else on Twitter replied to Bill O'Reilly, not every woman has a huge sexual harassment settlement in the bank, Bill. Ha-ha! Oh. Um, I'll bet. Remember, he said Beto says he met a woman who's working four jobs with a disabled daughter. I don't believe him. Sorry, somebody posted. 
I'll bet you the thirty-two million he did. <laughs> <laughs> Quit Twitter, you serial abuser, and go back to the abyss. Somebody <laughs> 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 said. Bill says he didn't sexually harass anyone despite settling for $32 million. I don't believe him. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> well played. Okay. Twitter's great sometimes. The uh, <laughs> latest from city council is that uh, Mayor DeMargo has said they're, they're not going to do anything and they can't do anything in regards to Northeast City Representative Sam Morgan until the legal process has played out. Uh, Sam Morgan was arrested after police were called to his Northeast home uh, and his wife said that she had been assaulted by uh, by Morgan. A city spokeswoman said in the event that a city council member is convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor involving moral turpitude, the individual could be subject to removal proceedings. But Mayor DeMargo said that the legal process has to run its course. Isn't it because, funny? you know, innocent until proven guilty, right? Uh-huh. Isn't it funny, though, that they're waiting for the legal process in this, but that other lady who accidentally put something that she was running for On mayor, Facebook and then they immediately, immediately took it down. They're, like, they're oh, like, nope, she out. She's out. <laughs> they're like, but she's not being charged with. Exactly. That's why we can get rid of her. I now. guess. Uh, the wife of Mr. Morgan has filed uh, for divorce, according to KVIA. Uh, the arrest document says when officers arrived, he and his wife were inside the upstairs bedroom. Officers said after several unsuccessful requests for Morgan, uh, Mr. Morgan, to come out, the wife stepped outside. Officers say she was terrified and crying hysterically. Uh, there was redness and swelling to the left side of her face. Officers said... According to Morgan's wife, Morgan struck her with his open right hand. And according to the account of the arrest, police tried to get Morgan to exit the bedroom when they heard the racking of an unknown type of firearm. Oh, my. Officers said Morgan eventually opened the bedroom door and exited with a handgun tucked into the right side of his waistband. Uh, I think, you know, that has been a deadly situation for a lot of people. Just have, you know, yeah. people who don't even have a handgun on them have been mm-hmm. shot uh, by the police. Yeah, but. like a video mm-hmm. game controller. Or a cell phone. Morgan was uh, placed under arrest, and uh, that's where it sits. He, he was at a city council meeting, his first one since this incident uh, this week. But uh, the message from the mayor and city council is they, you know, they can't do anything with this until the legal process has played out okay it's the buzz adams morning show podcast there's been a change of venue for the after buzz that brandon is going to tell us about yeah we moved it over to facebook we used to do it live on youtube but now we're doing it over on facebook so you can find us on the buzz adams morning show facebook page if you want to head on over there uh hopefully you've got the notifications turned on for when we go live on the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. Today, we're going to be talking about Jack Earl, the world's tallest man who happens to be buried here in El Paso. And um, if you do watch it after the fact on YouTube, don't worry, it still will get uploaded over to YouTube. But for the live show coming up at 1030 Mountain Time, 1130 Central Time, we're going to be uh, over on Facebook. 
Let's check our uh, website, buzzadamshow.com. We do have the uh, walkthrough that we did with Nico at the haunted house. So here's audio of how that sounded. Uh, Nico's a little jumpy. Uh, he's a little skittish. But I didn't know he was so sweaty. I mean, I knew he was sweaty. I didn't know how sweaty he was. But at the end of the haunted house, he's just covered. It oh. looked like he'd got out of always, swimming. He's naturally clammy. He's clammy, <laughs> but this was full yeah. on. He was moist. <laughs> oh, thanks. Ew, I was Flip not. Slide. Ready? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. This is uh, gross. You can see the video. It's a, gr- it's a great haunt this year. Uh, the Carnival Haunted mm-hmm. House on Lee Does Tribune. he always wear plaid? Um, I, I don't know if I'd... Uh, that's checkered. I don't know if I'd call that plaid or not. Okay. Uh, but that's... Uh, you know, he's got his own uh, fashion sense. Uh-huh. Carn Evil <laughs> at 1840 Lee Trevino is going to be open this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, opening at 7 o'clock. That is 1840 Lee Trevino behind Schlotsky's. The part that you guys used for the photo... For the uh, for the link on buzzadamshow.com mm-hmm. is one of the absolute best parts of the video. Thank you. I, I get scared, man. Like sometimes uh-huh. they're jump scares, but sometimes it's just like when you realize somebody's like a creature standing right next to you and you didn't notice them. That's a that's a good one too. So I'm trying to see the image that you're talking about. Was that at the end or at the beginning? No, I think it's, gosh, I, I even remembered it yesterday specifically. I, th- I want to say it was about four minutes in. Now that's most of the way through. I'm just trying to see. Look at, look at that, look at that sweat just oh dripping gosh. off his face. He's glowing. Lisa, I want you Is to. Is he pregnant? Come on. <laughs> I don't sweat that much when I go oh, in a spa. It's just before, it's about three minutes and or 50 a... seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to the end of the hallway, turns and I around, get his attention. And then to oh, buzz, man. and he's like, come on, let's go. And then the second he turns around, somebody who it looks like Jason. Yeah, that guy's great. that guy was amazing when we went every time we turned a new corner he was already there it was like there were 10 of them yeah there was a thing i didn't know if michelle still had the camera rolling but when we got out i convinced nico that we were at the halfway point and that we had to go into the next building over Uh and they got a line of porta potties and i convinced nico that the porta potty was actually the entrance into part two so he was going up like sheepishly opening the porta potty doors and waiting for something to jump out of him (laughs) nothing but a stench no, but he looked like Ned Flanders when Ned Flanders screams and he gets scared. It's kind of like a similar uh, ah! <laughs> juxtaposed position. Want your kids to get better at math. Punish them. Brandon, what's this all about? Yeah, a recent study showed that punishing can lead to uh, being more effective with math problems. What? I saw that yesterday. The only problem is it's actually, it was a study done on bees. So it wasn't wasn't done on people. But did you know that bees can count and also know basic math? Like addition. How do they, how do they even test something like that? So one of the, the way that they tested this was they put the bees in a maze and the correct way to go showed a picture of four shapes. The incorrect showed a different number of shapes. And 
there is two groups. They split up the bees. One group, if they got it right, they were given sugar. They're, they're sucrose. They were given a, uh, an award. And if they didn't get it right, nothing happened. The other group, if they got it right, nothing happened. If they got it wrong, they got punished. There was something oh. else they gave to them that, that the bees don't like. And they noticed that the uh, group that was, water. <laughs> that they, they noticed that the group that was being punished picked up faster on what was needed to be done and got through it quicker and they understood things faster. Wow. But then again, this is done on bees. Right. So like I've seen people post on Facebook, this is horrible. Why would you write this article? Why this is this so mean? Dude, it's a study on bees. Uh, and if you make that leap, then you probably have some problems. But yeah, that's the way that it did showed is the fact that the bees that were punished uh, became better at it than the bees that were just given rewards. Texas is one of the most vulnerable states when it comes to identity theft and fraud. Yeah, unfortunately. Hmm. What makes us more vulnerable than, say, a state that is not as vulnerable? Um, it doesn't really get into why, uh, but some of the metrics that they used were amount of identity theft complaints per capita, and then also the average loss amount due to fraud. There was 15 total key metrics that were used by WalletHub here uh, to calculate which states were most vulnerable. And Texas came in at number eight in regards to most vulnerable states when it comes to identity theft and fraud. New Mexico, though, doing a little bit better. They're all the way down at 38 on the list. I got a, I got a message from Wish okay. saying, hey, we, uh, we're confirming that you're changing your email address. Are you? No! <laughs> so Why? I you only have one email, Buzz. Uh, it's not me. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this because, and then the way that they handled it was just infuriating because, yeah, here it says, you recently asked to change your email address from buzz at klaq.com and then it gives this other email address. Please click the confirm button in the email sent to the second email. Well, I can't hit. The, you sent the confirm button to whoever it is that stole my identity, maybe. No, but right. I think uh -oh. you're supposed to click the confirm from that email as well, aren't yeah. you? What? You're supposed to click the confirm <laughs> from that email as well, the one that you have. If you click confirm, like there's no confirm. It doesn't have confirm. It okay. says, from, please click the confirm button Buzz, in the I don't email think sent to... I don't think that's from Wish. Okay. I think that looks like I spam. tried to log on to Wish, and if I could not, not log on. If you an email change, please let us know. Guess what? Did you let them know? You let them know, and it says, we'll respond to you in three to five business days. Okay. Has it been three to five business days? They should respond right away if somebody got what all my this? stuff to wish. So, look, if you do that, all it does is open a blank website. Because you probably already yeah. clicked it before. What is the email that Anyone? they came from? Yeah. Like, what is the actual address? It looks very suspicious. Is it like wishscam at gmail.com? <laughs> it's, yeah, mail.wish.com. Mail.wish.com. And then the email is like bounces plus a bunch of letters and numbers and stuff. That's probably a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Don't click anything. But well, I responded to them, <laughs> but they didn't get back. Now they have all your information. Hey, scammers. I, well, I didn't include I'm any Buzz information. Adams. Take all my info. Okay, but I do know that <laughs> yeah, like basically. I went to the actual Wish website, yes. and they have no way to get a hold of a person other than you send an email, and yeah. they'll get back to you in three to five. Yikes. They have a phone number. Guess what the phone number says? 
Sucker! Do you know what Wish is? The, the website that, Wish. Isn't that where they give sick kids like one last no, let's wish? Let's make a wish. Oh. <laughs> they got a bunch. Okay, so they've got alternately. I thought you were trying to scan the system to meet Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> he might be. You guys have never shopped on Wish before? No, no. because it has no. terrible things for sale. And Some apparently of it's... they have terrible security too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish you didn't? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Joe Pete. Nice. Oh, I like it when Joe's here. I don't need okay. your input on this particular occasion. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.